One of my mentors used to always say, Jeremy, if you want to know where you're going to be in five years, look at the decisions you are making today. Because all of the results in your life are a direct reflection of a decision that you made in your past. So here's the big question. How do everyday people like us who didn't grow up wealthy and were not taught how to be wealthy in school, how are we supposed to learn to think, invest, and grow wealth like the top 1% without compromising our ethics and our values? My name is Jeremy Whaley. That was my big question. This podcast will give you the answers. You're listening to Think Rich Radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Think Rich Radio. I'm your host, Jeremy Whaley, and it's great to have you joining me as we are continuing working through the success classic, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the eighth principle of success as laid out in the book, Think and Grow Rich. And that principle is the power of decision. What an important subject and what a really powerful characteristic of wealthy individuals, something that people who are successful have really learned to do effectively, and people who are not successful, oftentimes this is exactly the thing that gets them stuck, and one of the reasons that they can't seem to break free and go to the next level. So I'm looking forward to sharing that with you, and I know you're going to enjoy it as well. Before we get there, I want to remind you, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, it sure would be helpful if you would do so on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Google podcast or wherever it is that you like to listen to podcasts and also share it as much as you can on social media. Help us get the word out. It really helps us out a lot. And uh, I just really appreciate that. It means the world to me. And I just really appreciate each and every one of you for all the social shares that you've given us and uh, just all the love that you spread. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. All right, without further ado, let's get into the power of decisions. General Norman Schwarzkopf speaking about one of his own mentors. Uh, if you're not familiar with Norman Schwarzkopf, he was the general who led the United States military against Saddam Hussein during the first Gulf War back in the early 90s. And um, Schwarzkopf was talking about one of his mentors as Schwarzkopf was just getting into the upper ranks of the military and had not ascended to the five-star general rank yet. But the presiding five-star general, whoever that was, was presented two alternative paths to approaching whatever mission it was that they were working on. And this was a mission that they had been really bellyaching over for a long time. And so they called this big meeting. They said, we have to make a decision. We have to decide which course of action we're going to take. And so you had two sides of the table that were presenting. And both sides made their argument. Both sides presented. And they said, which one do we want to do? And at the head of the table was this head general. The man who is going to make the strategic decision that would impact the direction of the United States military against these enemies. And everybody kind of sat there waiting, thinking they were going to deliberate for quite some time. And the general looks at the man on his left and he says, how confident are you in your plan? And the man says, we are very confident, sir. We believe that if we execute this plan, we will succeed. And he looks at the team on his right and he says, To that leader, he says, how confident are you in your plan? And that man looked at the general and he says, sir, we are absolutely confident that our plan will succeed. So the general took just a moment and he pointed to one of them and he says, we're going with your plan. And he got up and he walked out. And General Schwarzkopf said he followed his mentor out of the room 
And as they got to another room, he asked him permission to speak, sir. And he was granted permission. And he said, sir, how did you know? How did you know which plan to go for? How did you know which decision to make? And the general said something to Schwarzkopf that Schwarzkopf has gone on to repeat. And he says, when you have equally valid opportunities, you just have to make a decision. He said, I don't know which one's right. We may have chosen the better plan. We may not have. But not making a decision was not an option. This lesson from a very wise U.S. military general would serve everybody well to understand in their core the power of making a decision, the ability to just decide and go in a direction, even if it's the wrong direction. Every time making a decision will get you further down the road and closer to your outcomes than not making a decision. Every time. You must make a decision because indecision kills progress. One of the most costly mistakes that a business can make is the lack of making a decision. The technical word for that is indecision. Sitting on an idea, sitting on a choice that has to be made for too long, and before you know it, you kill all of the progress. You kill the momentum. It brings us back to the same old metaphor of the freight train and losing momentum. The freight train just moving 40 miles an hour. That's all, just 40 miles an hour. It can blow through a concrete wall 10 feet thick. But that same freight train, if you put a one-inch square block in front of one of the wheels while that train is standing still, that train cannot start moving. It cannot get momentum enough to move. One-inch block. That is a perfect metaphor for the stagnation that shows up in a business or in an individual's life when indecision is present. The resolve to make a decision and stick to it is one of the key characteristics of successful individuals. That's one of the 13 principles of success laid out by Napoleon Hill. It's the eighth principle. And I have found it in my own life. I've observed it in other people's lives. And it is just a principle. You've got to make the decision. And sometimes it's the wrong decision, but make a decision. It's easier to move an object in motion than it is to move an object that's not in motion. Let's go with the metaphor of the bus. You know, a bus is a large object, object, and if it's sitting still, you can't move the object. But if you just put a little bit of movement behind it, you can turn the wheel and you can actually change the direction of the bus. An object in motion is much easier to change the direction of than an object that is stuck standing still. And the same is true with a life or a business or anything else that is suffering from indecision. The real root of indecision comes down to fear. People are afraid they're going to make the wrong decision and they end up making no decision, which in reality, no decision is a decision. It's just a really bad one. It's a decision to stay still and do nothing rather than gain some momentum so that you can change course and go somewhere in the future. So really what happens, indecision, we could just say it's fear. Fear leads to indecision. Indecision is the root of fear. And the reality is it comes down to the pain-pleasure scale. 
If you're not familiar with the concept, just understand this. Human beings will do more to avoid pain than we will do to gain pleasure. So, for example, could somebody make a fortune with a network marketing company? And the answer is, yeah, they could make a fortune with a network marketing company. I mean, people do it all the time. Network marketing as a business model is responsible for more millionaires than any other business model on the planet. That's a reality. That's a true fact. That's a pleasure. Building a home-based business where you don't have to work a whole lot of hours away from the home with residual income where you can earn a million dollars or more in a year. Yeah, that's an amazing benefit. That's a great, pleasureful experience, right? But it's at the cost of talking to people that maybe you don't want to talk to. It's at the cost of maybe building relationships and you know working through those awkward conversations. And that awkward conversation, those relationships are so painful to most people that they say the money is not worth it. I'm not willing to do the pain to get the money that would come along with network marketing. And that's why this business model, which frankly is a fine business model, but that's why it suffers so much. That's why there's so many people that resent network marketing companies. Because the pain-pleasure ratio is out of balance. People will do more to avoid pain than they will to gain pleasure. Now, isn't it ironic that in our journey to avoid pain, so often we end up settling for something that creates a constant, never-ending pain. It's just a less severe pain. Isn't that fascinating human behavior? But that's exactly what we do. And indecision is one of those things that will lead to that chronic nagging pain that keeps coming back into your emotional life month after month, year after year, decade after decade. Learn to make the decision. People are so afraid of making the wrong decision that they end up making no decision. And it really could be as simple as just thinking through the consequences and asking yourself, which of these consequences am I willing to accept? So regardless of the decision, every decision has consequences. Some of them are better than others, right? So you play out the worst case scenario. If I make decision A, what's the worst thing that could happen? Well, the worst thing that could happen is I get my head chopped off. Okay, that may not be a good decision to make. That may not be a a risk that you're willing to accept. But so often, you know, the decision is, should I make an offer on a house? And what's the worst thing that happens? They reject the offer. Oh, no, they rejected my offer. You know, or the decision is, should I buy this car? Well, what's the worst thing that happens? The worst thing that happens is I don't like it and I sell it and I have to get another car. So it's really not that big a deal. But see, people get so bent out of shape over making a decision that they end up making no decision. And then they wonder why their life is a dull reflection of the destiny and the dream that they imagined for their life. Again, it's just a matter of making a decision. Another way to think through the decision-making process is to make sure you have a lot of options. If there's only one option, there's no option at all. We have what we call a crisis. Either I do it or I don't. And it's a crisis. It's a total crisis. Oh no, what do I do? That's one option. If we have two options, now we've got a dilemma. Well, I've got choice A and I've got choice B. Which one do I want to choose? You see, a dilemma and a crisis, neither one are very resourceful. 
They're not good options for us to work with. I like to say you need at least three or more choices before you can start to make a decision. If you have three choices, now you've actually got something to choose from. You have one choice, you have a crisis. It's yes or no, do it or don't do it. You have a dilemma, you have two choices, you have a dilemma. You have three or more choices, now you start to have real options. And one of my greatest mentors, a man that I have the most respect for in Austin, Texas, his name is Keith, he taught us that you should sit down and just start making a list of all of your choices. And he he had the principle of a third third. He would say, you know, you start brainstorming all of your possible outcomes, all of the possible choices. And then when you think you've exhausted all of your choices, you keep going and you keep going. And he said, usually it's the lower third of your choices that become some of the best options that you'll ever come up with. The principle of the third third. And I have found that to be very useful in my life, especially at times of transition. In times of transition, one of the most useful things that I have found is to sit down and say, what all could I do? What all resourceful choices do I have available to me? And some of those resourceful choices, they're they're really ridiculous. Like, you know, I I could choose to, you know, let's say I'm looking for some more income. And one choice might be I could get into construction and I could become a construction worker. Well, that is true. I could do that. I'm not going to do it. It's not the option that I'm going to choose, but it is an option. And by just simply making a list You know, for me, if I were to sit down and say, I want to create some more income, what are my options? I can make a list of 20 or 30 choices. And then, you know, immediately there's going to be some that you're going to write off. You're just going to say, no, I'm not interested in that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be the garbage man. You know, there's some stuff that you're just not going to do. But what you do in that process is you brain dump and you get all this stuff out. And now that you've got all this stuff out, now you can start to make a better quality decision. And even the brain dump itself may not have the answer, but it will have the answer that has the answer. That's why it's so important to not limit your decisions, not limit your choices. You you have to get all of it out, get it on the table, and then make a freaking decision. And choose from a position of resourcefulness where you're coming from great abundance. Get as many choices as you can. If you're thinking about buying a property, have three or four or five properties lined up. Which one of these would I like to live in? Which one of these would I like to buy for an investment property? If you're looking at several stocks that you want to trade, look at five or six of them. Don't look at one. You're not looking for the one big thing. That's a crisis. Do I buy it or do I not buy it? It's a crisis. You're looking for the love of your life. Go on more than one date. You see the principle, folks? The principle is to approach everything from a position of abundance resourcefulness. You have so much resources available to you, especially in a country like we live in today. That is, if you're in America, I know I have a listening audience that's outside of America as well, but even around the world, wherever you are today, you've got more resources available to you than any time in world history. We have all of the abundance we need. Therefore, you have all of the abundance you need. Therefore, you have no excuse to not make decisions because you have plenty of choices available. And then as the good general once said, if you have two equally valuable choices, just someone decide. You can flip a coin. It doesn't matter. But make a decision because the lack of decision will keep you stagnant and stagnation kills progress. And once you start to kill progress, once you start to kill momentum, you start to rot. Literally, if you're not growing, you're dying. If you're not growing, you're dying, right? Yeah, why do so many people not want to stop working, especially today's generation? 
They get to 65 and 70. They say, I don't want to retire. Why? Because they're afraid they're going to rot. If you're not growing, you're dying. Growth, one of the six human needs. We talked about that in the previous podcast. The six human needs. Growth, that's one of them. We've got to be growing. And if we're not growing, we're dying. If you're not progressing, you're not growing. If you're not growing, you're dying. That's why stagnation kills all progress. So if you want to be successful in your life, you've got to resolve. I'm going to make decisions. I'm going to make intelligent decisions. I'm going to make them quickly. I'm going to cut out the external opinions. I can listen to other people's beliefs. I can listen to their feedback, but I'm going to make a decision and I'm going to stick to it. And if you will resolve to have that attitude, you will be one of the most successful individuals in your sphere of influence simply because you adopt a principle and a philosophy of making a decision and sticking to it. To close, I think I'll share a personal story of a decision that I made, one of the best decisions in my life. It's about 14 years ago. It was in the springtime. And I was over at a friend's place, and I noticed this girl sitting in the corner, had beautiful blonde hair. She was working on his computer. We were working on some other stuff. And eventually this girl started talking, and I don't really know what she said. I just noticed that she had this most amazing foreign accent. And I thought to myself, I don't know if I could ever do that good, but I could do a lot better than the girl I'm dating now. So I broke up with the girl that I was dating and I started pursuing this other girl. Her name was Kenya. We went on a couple of dates. I really liked her. She seemed to really like me. About six weeks later, that's right, I said six weeks later, I asked her to marry me. We were married within six months after that. We got married in October of that year. And that was 14 years ago. I saw the opportunity. I made a decision. She agreed to it. And I'd like to say it's all been happily ever after, but there was a few rough years. But you know what? We made a decision. We made a decision to be married. We made a decision to stick together. We now have three amazing children who are a fruit of that decision. I wouldn't be where I'm at today if I hadn't married her. There's a lot of other girls that I dated. There's a lot of other girls that I could have certainly been you know, associated with for the rest of my life. And they wouldn't have supported my dreams. They wouldn't have supported all the things that my wonderful wife has supported. See, God knew. God knew what I needed, and I kind of knew what I needed, but I didn't really have all the answers figured out. I just knew when I saw it, I said, that's it. And so I took a very quick decision, one that frankly upset a lot of people in my life because they thought I was being irrational. But I saw the opportunity, the most beautiful girl I'd ever seen. She seemed to like me. She seemed to think she would marry me. I figured I can figure it out later. And that's what I've been doing for 14 years. One of the best decisions I've ever made, marrying my wife. Now, some people I know, they date the same person for four or five years, and they just can't decide, should I marry this person? What if it's the wrong decision? I say, just decide. Just decide and figure it out later. No decision is going to be perfect. Usually there's going to be something wrong with every option because life's not perfect. But once you make a decision, commit to it and see it through to the end. See it through until it's no longer a practical decision. And if it turns out that it's not the right decision, then you can change course. But once you decide, decide, be part of it, go all the way through. And you're going to find that success follows you simply because you adopt a philosophy of making a decision.
Hey folks, some of you have maybe been stuck for a while, needing to make some decisions, and some of those decisions you know you need to make and you just keep putting them off. Or maybe you're not even sure which decision you need to make. You know, I used to be there. I spent years wishing I had a mentor. If only I had a mentor. And then I kind of figured it out. And now I make myself available on a limited basis for some coaching calls. If you think you'd be a good candidate, maybe you've got some stuff that you need to just resolve from your past so you can get it unblocked and you can move forward. Maybe it's some business coaching, some life coaching, relationship, whatever it is that you feel stuck in, that you'd like to get unstuck and you'd like to move towards a greater, more extraordinary future, reach out. Check me out on my website, jeremyhwhaley.com, or just send me an email directly, jeremy at jeremyhwhaley.com. Put coaching in the subject matter. That's jeremy at jeremyhwhaley.com. And we can talk and see if it's a good fit for you. If it's a good fit, then great. If it's not a good fit, then nothing changes. Our relationship goes forward as always. All right. And of course, if you haven't subscribed yet on Apple Podcasts or Google or Alexa or Stitcher or wherever it is you'd like to listen to podcasts, please do so. You're going to get all the podcasts automatically delivered directly to your listening device, your phone or whatever it is you like to listen on. And that way you'll never miss an episode. And of course, if you'd leave me a review, I would really appreciate it. It would mean the world to me. So thank you so much for doing that for each of you who have already done so. All right, folks, that's all I got for you in this episode. Until next time, never forget, you are an extraordinary individual. So go ahead, choose to live extraordinary. Extraordinary.